Africa Update on SAFM Sunrise, a continental overview of current African affairs. Russ Advocate Sipo Mansula, good morning. Steve of refreshing morning and Jumbo Africa to the listeners. Uh, Sipo, what do you make of our president going to the inauguration of the Zimbabwean president, Emerson Mangagwa, yesterday? I think only three African heads of state there. There are these questions around the elections. Would have been very important for Mangagwa for Ramaphosa to go. Maybe important for Ramaphosa as well. How do you see it? Stephen, they are part of the SADC blog and the AU, and I think it's part of the liberation movement uh, ritual that when someone is being inaugurated, you must attend. Actually, uh, Zambian President Hakainde chose to stay away. And as we have said, Tsisekedi was there, Philip Nusi was there, as well as President Ramaphosa. The East Africa co- uh, leaders were not there as well. But if you look at yesterday taking oath before the Chief Justice Luke Malaba, who also gave him the power in 2018, uh, is the issues of reviving the ailing economy SG and also getting into the Zim dollar that they will still retain the Zim dollar despite what they are going through with this international funding remain frozen in Zimbabwe. Remember also that the opposition members did not attend uh, this inauguration of yesterday, Stephen, as we know that they have dropped their presidential uh, legal suit. Uh, but as you say, why President Ramaphosa and Stephen, like I say, they are neighbors and maybe is the solidarity coming from the liberation movements. Well, let's see how it all pans out. And Gabon, the new military leader there, General Bryce Oligi Nguema, sworn in. Stephen Son Inan yesterday coming out very clear, but he didn't specify the time of the elections. He has promised that they will have to return power to the civilians, but he did not specify. Others are saying it was a speedy swearing-in of Oligu as the new president of transition in Gabon. Others are saying he might want to stick around for another three years. Others are saying it's an extension of the Bongo family dynasty through his cousin. And as you know, the opposition, as I said yesterday, they are lamenting that actually he should give power back to the um, uh, civilians because they see this as a palace revolution. They see it as a shame coup, that there was no military coup at all. And remember Gabon, Stephen, as we look uh, into it uh, as a French former colony, it is in the OPEC, there's uh, oil wealth concentrated in the hands of the few, and many people in Gabon are still struggling. So it is important for the newly elected president or transition, not even elected, Stephen, you can say selected uh, president of even transition general brice to deal with the issues of economy as well as the issue of how to deal with the former president uh, ali bongo on dimba and then in kenya there was the big uh, start of the african climate summit yesterday a big march around it too Stephen, the big around March, they are talking about uh, stop the neocolonial scramble for oil and gas that's what came out for uh, from the people who were protesting outside. Remember, this is the first African climate summit event starting also being opened by the host president, William Ruto. But before the summit, there were young children also, Stephen, who were given the podium and who also spoke about the bigger voice in the process that they feel that they should be involved in the process of climate change. We know it will end tomorrow, Stephen. This is a very important climate change that many countries will look at the UN framework uh, and as well as to look at what Kenya is going to do deal with the issue of reducing the national emissions that also contribute to global warming. As Kenya is hosting this, many countries in Africa, almost 17 African countries are, are attending this Africa First Climate Summit. And then in Comoros, the Comorian president wants to accelerate intra-Africa free trade. Stephen, remember he is the chair of the African Union and in his presidency of the AU, 
he has committed that Africa free trade had to come into effect in 2021. There was COVID-19. They are pushing it from Zambia, but he raised two African countries that are of interest for Comoros. He said Madagascar and Tanzania are the great two countries that he see them as a, a pillar for the Africa continental free trade. He has raised the even challenges around the high customer duties, administrative hassles, lack of tax, harmonization, and trade between African countries remain complicated. I think he's raising this even also on the shipping of cars coming from Japan to Ivory Coast rather than should be shipped from Ivory Coast to Ethiopia. So those are the concerns that come from the chair of the African Union, the president of Comoros. And then in our archives, a very interesting thing you've picked, the 5th of September 2006. Stephen, I thought let's look at 17 years ago when uh, President Vladimir Putin uh, landed their shores in South Africa, arriving in Cape Town to meet with the business people on a two-day official visit. Others are saying it was the first ever visit of the Russian head of state to South Africa. He was welcomed by the then President Thabo Mbeki. Remember, Stephen, they were dealing with issues of politics, e economy, and also the link of the ANC having received military training and financial support from Moscow during its many years of fighting Apartheid. So this meeting of minds was important even 17 years ago. Still, Vladimir Putin is in the helm in Moscow, in Kremlin. Asante Sana SGS, we are still leading the conversation. SAFM, commemorating and celebrating Heritage Month. Russ Advocate Sipo Mantulip, thank you. Back again tomorrow. More news from our continent through the day here on SAFM, 19 minutes to 7.